This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome back to what I am going to call a bonus edition of the Bastards of Boston Baseball and it's a bonus edition because literally not even an hour ago we just wrapped up the James Paxton and Rich Hill uh, reaction. So that is on the show previous to this one. We got into those in depth. Be sure to check that out because this one's going to be the the more recent of the two. So we uh, we just want you guys to know we covered it uh, extensively. So topic for this show, Hunter Renfro has been traded to the Milwaukee Brewers for... Jackie Bradley Jr. So the the legacy will continue in Boston for Bradley for at least a little while. And uh, he's got uh, one more guaranteed year left for, I think, $12 million. And then he has a $12 million option for 2023 with an $8 million buyout, which is more than we're paying for James Paxton this season if uh, if we just want to simply move on from him. So uh, just to put contracts into perspective. But Jason, you're with us tonight for uh, this bonus episode. Your thoughts? I had to jump on. I had to jump on to this one. Um, I I saw Jackie Bradley's name pop up on my timeline, on my Twitter timeline. And I had to do like a double and a triple take. So I'm like, what happened with Jackie Bradley Jr.? And then I saw a bunch of other tweets come in saying the Boston Red Sox have traded Hunter Renfro to the Milwaukee Brewers. And my immediate thought was, oh, no, please, God, no. No, it can't be. No, 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 you're not doing this. You're not doing this. No, you're not bringing back this bum. And they effing did it. They brought back this bum. This bum who can't hit, who's overrated defensively, who's making way too much money. So they traded Hunter Renfro, who they just tendered for, I think, seven and a half, something like that, for Jackie Bradley, who's making nine and a half million dollars this year. And he has an option for next year at 12 million. And it's a mutual option. It's not a club option. It's a mutual option, which means if the Red Sox don't want him, they have to pay him $8 million just to go away. That's what they decided to do. They brought back this bum who we all know can't hit. I'm sorry, Red Sox fans. I know you love him. I know you love the cute JB Jesus nickname that Carabas and Barstool gave him. I know you love the cute little jumping catches in center field that he didn't really have to jump for half of them. I know you love all that. But this guy sucks. And they brought him back. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a Hunter Renfro guy. I think I agree with Andrew. You got the most out of Hunter Renfro that you were going to get last year. That was a out-of-nowhere kind of year for him. You know, above expectations, absolutely. But 
to trade him away when, you know, seven and a half, not all that unreasonable of a number, given the power that he provides you, given, you know, the arm that he has out in right field. Granted, he was kind of a butcher out there too, as we learned, but he wasn't that bad. And you traded him for Jackie Bradley and two prospects who one of them is kind of a write-off. And I'm told the other guy, this Benellis kid, is the real deal, you know, number 16 in the Brewer system. So I don't know how you're the real deal at number 16, but whatever. Um, I just, I hate everything about this deal and I don't get it. You're taking on money just to add a couple of prospects who might be good, might be decent, might be okay. I don't know. I Like, I, I'm not seeing the logic here. I'm really not. And again, this is not a, it's not that I'm like the biggest Hunter Renfro guy. I'm very much an anti-Jackie Bradley guy. Every, anyone who listens to this show knows that. And I don't think, it, God forbid, if Jackie Bradley is a starter next year, I am so out on this lineup. It's not even funny. I don't think he'll be a starter. I think you're an idiot if you deem him a starter. But I just don't get it. You trade away a guy who was productive for you last year for two middle-of-the-road prospects. Doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I really don't get it. And now it's like, what are you going to do with your outfield? Who Who's filling that spot? If it's Kyle Schwarber, great. Sort of. Is it great? Is it worth it just to bring in Kyle Schwarber for that? I don't know. Like, I'm curious to see what goes on after this because – I just I can't see the logic in this at all. I really don't. Yeah, so <clears throat> I actually have the complete opposite reaction to this. Um, I've been saying for you know a couple months now. I thought Hunter Renfro was on his way out. I thought they scratched that lottery ticket, or the, you know, no, you know what it was? They bought a stock at the bottom floor. It went up, it went up, it went up. They're like, all right, we're selling. I thought maybe they get a sixth or seventh inning reliever. I don't see this as a Jackie Bradley trade. I think he has nothing to do with this. I think this was to make similar salaries work. They just bought two prospects. Now, Hamilton, he's your, you know, throwback like 90s middle infielder. He'll be a utility guy if he makes it. Great speed, 70 speed, absolute burner. But it's about Alex Benellis. Alex Benellis was one of the best players in the country his freshman year. Then obviously the lockout, or COVID happened, not a lockout. Sorry, I got locked out on the brand tonight. Um, so there was no college season. And then he was going to be a top 15 draft pick this year. And he got off to a horrendous start. He had the best power, top three power in the draft going into the year. And he sucked. He was terrible at the beginning of the season. He got off to just honestly the worst start he could possibly do. And then he was drafted in the third round, and he turned pro in rate. He had a WRC plus of over 160. He saw the ball. He hit the ball, hit over 300, was hitting absolute monster dongs. And this is what you got. He's going to be a top 12 prospect in the Red Sox system, most likely, when um, all the dust settles. And I see this as them flexing their financial muscle, saying, we don't give a damn about the tax. The tax means nothing. Bloom's press conference just ended, and he said, we're going to add relievers. He said, they're going to add more bats. 
So once that lockout ends, like we're going to add more players. And unless they're adding guys that are making $500,000, which won't be the case because, you know, veteran minimums won't allow that, they're going to fill out this roster. And once you go a dollar above, you might as well go $100 million above. Now, I'm not saying they're going to sign Carlos Correa, player X, Y, player, you know, and Z. I'm, I'm actually pretty stoked about this. I think, I think this opens the road for um, Kyle Schwarber to come back. I absolutely do. I think he's going to be in left field. I think we're seeing going to see Verdugo go back to right field, where maybe he's a better player than he was in left field. Maybe he didn't get up for games in left field. Left field's kind of you know meh at Fenway. He likes interacting with the fans. We saw him finish what twenty fourth in the MVP voting in the shortened year when he played right field exclusively. I, I don't know, or maybe it's a size Suzuki, but I see this as an absolutely great sign. And these are the kinds of prospects you need to add to your system in order to be able to trade players at the deadline. What we saw a team like the Yankees do, where they gave up 12th through 16th prospects without blinking their eye because it didn't affect their depth. The Red Sox couldn't do that last year. They, they didn't have those kinds of guys. Now they do after two short years of rebuilding this farm system completely. They have, you know, the ammo to move a guy and be like, well, whatever. And now we have an eighth inning reliever. That's what we really needed uh, at the deadline. I don't know. I'm happy about it. I don't think this is the last move we'll see. Obviously, it's the last move we're going to see for a minute here. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty amped up about it. Like Jason said, I'm not a Bradley guy. He's probably not going to start for the most part, but just painful at the plate. Just gets completely lost. He hit 163 with the Brewers last year, had a negative 0.7 war, and probably one of the worst seasons of his career. A lot of people are assuming that Kike Hernandez will come back into second base, but I think at this point in Bradley's career, he's probably a right fielder. Having said that, I don't see how this helps us for 2022. I, I really don't because you're you're losing a lot of production offensively by sending away Renfro and then slotting Bradley in there some of the time. You're taking on more money. I mean, Renfro was $7.5 million roughly was what he was going to cost. And now we're paying, I thought it was 12 Jason says 9 but we're, we're paying more for Bradley. So we're getting less production and we're paying more money. I get that it was to bring prospects in, but man, we just wanted the Jackie Bradley chapter to be done forever. And uh, it's going to continue here for a little while. I, you know, I've been extremely negative the last several shows. And you guys have been with me since late uh, 2019. And I haven't been overly negative. I know I hated last winter's moves, but I tried to chill out as quickly as I could. And, and you know, just operate on a somewhat uh, at least neutral baseline but I feel like my vintage self 
you know, prior to the 2018 title where I was widely regarded as one of the more negative Twitter accounts in, in Red Sox Nation. But it's just, I, I just don't see why we, we, we can't bring in good talent. Now, Kyle Schwarber, I'll be happy with that. I've been a huge proponent of uh, Nick Castellanos, who is probably going to be a lot, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but significantly more productive than Schwarber offensively. And it's kind of a push defensively. Neither one of them are, are strong in that regard. But what's wrong with signing talent, especially uh, in the rotation that I've been harping on? And the more talent you can sign in the offseason, the less prospects we have to trade anyway. Why can't that be the model? I just... This wasn't what I, I expected with a Hunter Renfro trade. And Andrew, as he said, mentioned it, and I, I thought it was very plausible we could be trading him. But I thought there was a chance that he might have not gone tendered a contract yesterday, quite frankly. Because 7.6 for kind of a butcher in the outfield. He might hit 230 again next year. And if he hits 230, he has zero value. Yeah, I mean, he he was a butcher in the outfield, but he also hit for power, and he probably had one of the best offensive seasons of he his did. career. And don't get me wrong, like I said, I'm I, I followed Hunter Renfro from his days back in San Diego. Like I, we all know what he is. He's a power first guy, doesn't hit for average. He's going to strike out a lot. He did disappear in the second half of last season, especially in the playoffs, but. He gave you a lot of value, and honestly, him for seven and a half versus Jackie Bradley for nine and a half for what Jackie Bradley does at the plate, give me Hunter Renfro. Yeah. yeah. But but if they are signing another outfielder and Bradley gets moved to the bench, what does the money matter at that point? They're over the tax. We should but be you're, concerned about it. Right, but you're paying nine and a half for a bench player? That's way too much. And, I mean, like, come on. That's like signing Ploiecki to, you know, a $12 million contract. Like, let's not be ridiculous here. I mean, they bought uh, Ottavino at his lowest last year. And they got that was That was different. Too. They were gifted Ottavino for his contract. They, they didn't mean, sign him to that. Dollars. That was the Yankees' mistake. That was and, the Yankees' mistake that the Red Sox capitalized on. Now, they got a couple of good months out of Ottavino, but did you trust him? later on in the year no and i wouldn't no. trust jackie bradley to be a significant tr contributor to the 2022 team i think there's i i look at this as like an nba uh, deal or an nfl deal where you're taking on the crappy player to get the first round pick. and that's what it is don't worry about the crappy player jackie bradley's not going to make or break this red sox team next year he's probably oh. gonna have little to no factor if he has no place on the team other than a bench outfielder. He could be your Danny Santana and what do you get? 150 at bats. That's, I, that's not going to hurt them too much. It complicates I, I think... the uh, Jaron Duran conversation because Duran is pretty flawed offensively and maybe he gets Dude. moved, <laughs> but, and he has value still. I, I think we could be looking at some pieces for pitching, quite frankly. I, they have prospects to move. Now. This is the first time since the Chris Sale trade 
that they've had prospects that they've been able to move and not be absolutely crippled by the cost. I'm a big proponent of just signing what you need and, and, and hanging on to as many of your prospects as you can. But um, it's just the, the Renfro trade when, when we considered it and, and, and you brought it up in the last few weeks, this just wasn't the type of return I, I would have expected uh, to get uh, for him because we are selling him at, at his peak. Like this is the time to trade him. And we did. And we brought back Jackie Bradley. <laughs> but his price point was too high. 7.6 to 8 million, whatever they settle in arbitration, that's a lot of money for a corner outfielder. Or uh, is it outfielder? And it is for, yeah, there's still but really good players. It, it's not a high price for power, though. And it's only so a it, one year deal if they want it to be. And it's only a one year deal for a guy who had what? almost 30 last year yeah, like what 29 or 31 I 20 yeah he he almost i think he ended at 29 he didn't quite hit 30 but either way it's like the whole league knows this guy can hit for power now i would also assume the whole league knows he's not that good defensively that yeah. yes he has he has a cannon of an arm but he's a butcher out there but if you're a team with a shallow corner outfield somewhere him with his power point and being a right-handed power hitter in this league, that's a pretty good value. I, I agree with Terry. Like, I'm a little surprised. 7.6 is not outrageous for a guy who can hit right-handed power like that with a cannon of an arm. And, you know, who knows? There might be teams looking for an extra DH here and there. Like, I I feel like they could have gotten more. I'm a little surprised. This is – if they were going to trade Hunter Renfro, which – was on the table to begin with. I think we all knew that going into this offseason. But if that's what they were going to do, I'm a little surprised they didn't get more. He was a 2.3 war as well for uh, 2021. So that's that's a 12 to $14 million player, according to some scale. Um, you know, And maybe last year was an anomaly, uh, granted. But, but for seven and a half, I just feel like... I I would feel a lot better with Hunter Renfro in my outfield next year than Jackie Bradley. I but I think we're you guys are looking at this too concretely of Jackie Bradley being in the outfield. True. What, I mean, what, what, why can't we look at it like Kyle Schwarber instead of Jack? Uh, because of here, here's the difference: <laughs> Kyle Schwarber can hit the baseball. Um, and like, here's the thing. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying, why can't we see like, cause I think Kyle Schwarber's coming back. See, I'm not convinced. I'm not I, either. Maybe I'm, I'm not convinced. Maybe I'm a little more optimistic than Jason, but, but I mean, we just, it was three or four shows. Now we had this nice, sexy list of all these guys we thought we could get. And we've been goose egged on it so far. That, but that was they wouldn't just subtract 30 home runs from the lineup like that. And it could be 50 if you don't bring back Schwarber. Yeah. Well, I'm saying just Renfro, just 86 Renfro. They wouldn't just subtract that offensive production. 
Are you sure? Or or is there yeah. a nerd with a binder in, in Bloom's office telling you, <laughs> hey, you know what? Jackie Bradley's defensive whatever metric where, you know, his glove reaches out a little further than other people. His, That'll save you more runs. It'll add five wins to your win total. Like, what if that's the case? His outs above average weren't aren't what they used to be. His OAA has gone down. I, the, Analytically, they wouldn't just swap those two players in a vacuum. There, There's going to be a corresponding move. There has to be. And I, it's going to take a couple months to figure it out, but... See, I so here's the thing. Like, I hope you're right. And when you said earlier that, you know, it's the Red Sox, you know, flexing their financial muscles, I wanted them to flex them in a way that brought me Marcus Stroman or Marcus Simeon or, you know, someone like that. And here's the thing. Like, it's not so much that I want the big contract and the big name. I just want a productive player. You didn't get a productive player in this deal. You got two prospects who you hope are going to work out, and you got Jackie Bradley, who we all know sucks. So you got a nothing for two hopefuls, and you got a nothing in two hopefuls for a guy that you know produced last year. And yeah, he might drop back. He might backslide this year. You know, Hunter Renfro is what he is. He's not a future MVP. I think we can all agree on that. But if Hunter Renfro now goes to Milwaukee and hits 35 homers and hits for a decent average and is a big-time contributor and they win the NL Central, how's this deal going to look? It's going to look real bad. This feels to me very similar to the Andrew Benatendi deal where you gave up on a guy who produced for you, but, hey, we got a bunch of guys back. So we traded him away, but we got numbers back. It's okay. We, we got a bunch of guys back. I mean, Andrew Benintendi was really good for the Royals last year. Like, granted, he never figured it out here, but he had a pretty good season. So that's two more out. That's two outfielders that Bloom has decided to just trade away for the promise of future talent that we have yet to see. And I get it. I get the counter argument of, well, he brought the team to the ALCS last year. What more do you want? I don't know. I want a World Series. I want a team that can go to the World Series. Like, I, I don't think that's too much to ask. And I, I don't know. I just, deals like this, I always worry about. Because it's like, you're giving up on guys so early. And it's all about the promise of future talent. And is does future talent always work out? No, it doesn't. So, I just, I'm not a fan. A guy I, I wouldn't have minded getting, I, I can't seem to pull up his... Uh contract but he is a milwaukee brewer i i've liked him since he was a kansas city royal and that's uh lorenzo kane had a decent 2021 it looks like he might have been injured for part of it only played 78 games but hit 257 eight dingers so he would have been on pace for 16 to 20 2.2 war I want to say he's on the last year of his deal. Yeah, he's a free agent in 2023. So I would have taken someone like him on a one-year flyer. And he's a plus defender. At least he has been well, most of his career. Why would Milwaukee trade him, though? Salary, I guess. I don't know. But they're saving salary on this and giving up two decent prospects. Yeah, so they'd save more salary. Oh, well, actually, no, you're factoring in the Bradley part of it. 
Um, he's getting what 17 million a year, roughly. Lorenzo Kane is 17 or 18 mil, five years, 80 million. So, what's that? I'm terrible at math. It's 16 or 17. He's gonna million. be making 17 million, yeah. So, 17. So, and then Renfro, they're saving 10 million on, on that swap. And if the Red Sox didn't care about the luxury tax, which I'm not sure I agree with at this point, but if they didn't care about it, that would be one guy they could target. But the Milwaukee wouldn't have done that. They're getting rid of a negative asset in Bradley, bringing in a positive in Renfro. And in return, giving up two good prospects there, they were never going to, I mean, they're competing. They wouldn't want to move Lorenzo Kane. That would be a lateral move for them. Well, I mean, they, they would probably be in the situation that we're in where hopefully there's still a move to be made, you know? I, I They don't have the money to make a move. Uh, well, I mean, they're, they're not a huge market team. I, I can't disagree with that, but, um, but they, they've been pretty active on some pretty good players. I mean, they turned around Avisail Garcia last year on cheap money. And he got a decent contract with someone. I forget where he went, but he was one of the signings. Yeah, he week. went to Miami. He went to Miami. He went to Miami. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, and then by bringing in Kane, you don't have to go get someone else. The Red Sox don't, you know, so I, it, maybe it's not the perfect fit, but. God damn it. Bradley's going to be a dud how many times next year in that segment? Zero. Oh, oh I will. He's not going to play. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I will I will pull a Charlie. Uh, Jackie Bradley will be my Matt Hall. I will name him a dud. Even if he doesn't play, I will find a way because I hate this guy. If he's in the lineup on Saturday, he's, he's a dud or whatever. Or you're yep. in the midweek yep. now. This is the midweek show for everyone uh interested we are the midweek <laughs> yep. alignment so <laughs> jason's gonna bring it a little hotter than than job will if things aren't going well um that that could happen but so we're very mixed andrew's trying to talk us off the ledge and we're just gonna hope that there is another move and i think there will be i just don't i'm not it might be an avisail garcia type guy and not schwarber you know it might be someone that Again, I, I've been underwhelmed on literally everything so far. I, I I haven't loved a single transaction in the last few weeks. So hopefully uh, hopefully we'll get another one. Any, any final thoughts, guys? Yeah, if you get a chance, go on MLB's website. It's an absolute joke right now. They've removed all their active players. There's zero coverage on any player that's played in the last 15 years. Um, if you search for a player, he doesn't have a picture. Yeah, they, they have just cleaned house on any evidence. It's like getting a divorce and cutting the picture, the head out of like all the your spouse's pictures. It's a, it's just, it's, it's brutal. It took them five minutes. <laughs> yeah. MLB is acting like the scorned X on Instagram. They're just like, no, no, no photos. No, nothing happened. Nothing to see here. Um, this lockout is stupid. Uh, I'll just say that the lockout's so stupid. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be resolved before March 1st. So, I'm not concerned. I, th this is going to be, you know, small time as far as lockouts are concerned. Um, my only other final thought is 
the three pitchers the Red Sox signed don't equal up to what Marcus Stroman is going to do uh, with, with the Chicago Cubs. That's the guy I wanted. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I wanted him and Simeon. Lost out on both those two. I forget who my third guy was. I know I had a third guy in free agency, but those two I really wanted. Lost out on both of them. We've got Jackie Bradley and a bunch of old pitchers with bad arms. Woohoo! Excited about that. So, Tony yeah. Clark just uh, released a statement. Um, I just flashed up on my screen, but uh, there, there's a lot of mudslinging going on right now by the looks of it. Um, Andrew just covered the, the website part of it, but yeah. And I think Eduardo Rodriguez is going to be a top 10 Cy young guy. Mark my words. Um, so we will wrap on that. We'll find a, a reason to, uh, come back. Like I said, um, probably won't be an hour from now because <laughs> I was saying an hour ago, we try to come back on, uh, you know, before too long, but hope everyone enjoyed the bonus episode going to be interesting when uh, the lockout ends to see what the Red Sox do end up doing as far as a final product. Take care, everyone.